0: Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon.
1: Turn with me, if you would, in your Bibles tonight. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And, uh, God said to me when we were in Clarksville, we were in Clarksville right before we were here. And the day we arrived there, God said to me, it's time for miracles. It's time. It's time. It's time for it. And you say, well, hasn't it always been time for it? Absolutely. But the thing is, when God says something with those words come an opportunity Now, pay attention to that. Uh, I would dare to say that every year, possibly God gives your pastor something for a congregational word for that year. Maybe it's a phrase, a statement, a scripture. And the reason he does that is that word is true all the time, but it's emphasized at certain times. And when there's an emphasis of it, there's also a window of revelation for it. God said to us, for our congregation it's a new day. Yeah. And there were other things He said in connection with that. And yeah. God will give different congregations the word, uh, and those, those words, and you say, well, uh, isn't it always time for miracles? Yes, but when God says it, there's also an opportunity that comes That's with right. that that maybe you didn't see before. Yeah. There's a window of revelation that He's gonna give in line with that. Yeah. And so when he said to me, he said, it's time for miracles. That means that it's not about getting God to send miracles. It's about us becoming skillful with working with miracles. See, it's not about praying for God to send something. God's never stopped moving. Revivals are simply people getting the light of what God's been doing. (laughs) See, God's always moving. That's right. God's never stopped moving. It's not, oh, God, send a move. Mm-hmm. That, you're, right. you're implying he stopped right. moving That's somewhere. Right. Right. God's never stopped moving. Yes. It's about we come into uh, seasons when windows are, of revelation are open to us to where we can see what his movement is and cooperate with it. So when he said to me, it's time for miracles, then I knew. Well, see, now that anointing came in my hand, just talking about it. Why is that? Because he wants us to become skillful at working with what is available to us. So I want us to start with 1 Corinthians tonight, chapter two and verse four and five. Paul was writing and he said, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. So notice this, man's wisdom can entice you in a direction. But he said, But my speech and my preaching was in demonstration of the Spirit and the power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but that your faith should stand in the power of God. Yes. On one occasion, Jesus appeared to Dad Hagen, and it's important for us to go back and rehearse these things because we're going to need them for where we're headed, yeah. to not forget these things and to honor the message that came through us so that we'll have the skill to move into what God's offering us. But on one occasion, he appeared to him, and he said to him, he said, when I was on the earth, I was the power of God. If people needed power, they had to get to where I was. And you say, well, is that true? Yes, the only other location, the power of God was present on the earth, was in the Holy of Holies. But that wasn't available to anyone. It was only available that the, the priest, the appointed priest that year went in. And if he went in wrong, right. came in contact with that power and he wasn't right and didn't make the right approach to God in that, they put a rope around his ankle. How would you like that, brother? You start examining yourself when they start wrapping that rope around because this becomes... Your only contact with the living world is this yeah. rope. <laughs> right. Because if you go into God's presence and you weren't equipped to do so, you dropped dead and they had to pull you out by a rope. And that was how you got out because no one else can go in and die with you and get you out. Right. You understand, that's the only other location. The power of God was present on the earth. You, do you understand that? So when Jesus came, the power of God began moving among men and walking among yeah. men. and feasting and talking to men and expounding upon things to men and preaching sermons to men. Think of it, what that meant of what they were hearing and getting to partake of. And Jesus said to Brother Hagan, He said, when I was on the earth, I was the power of God. If people needed power, they had to get to where I was. He said, that's why the multitudes thronged me because they recognized that there was power with me and they were thronging to touch that power. Then he said, but now that the Holy Ghost has come, the Holy Ghost is the power of God. And he said, and the Holy Ghost is present everywhere. Now look at this, Jesus was a man in a body. The Son of God, but the Son of Man in a body. The power can only be where that body was. So that power was limited to his body, but the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. is the power of God and the Holy Ghost is everywhere. Yeah. So therefore the power of God is oh, present yeah. everywhere. Yeah. When did that happen? On the day of Pentecost. Yeah. That is the wonderful thing yeah. that the Holy Ghost left heaven and came to reside in earth. Yeah. That was the day he changed residences. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord.
1: Right. and with him entered the power of God. He was, is the power of God that came to dwell among men to see. We haven't really understood what it's like to be on an earth where the power wasn't present everywhere. But before the day of Pentecost, power was not present everywhere. It's a totally different earth. And so once we realize that because the Holy Ghost is present everywhere, He's in us that are born again. But He's also present in the, in the earth everywhere. He's around us. He's to our right, to our left, up above, below. That's why, that's why anyone can get saved anywhere. Because there's power to save everywhere. That's why people can get healed anywhere. You don't have to be in a church service. There's healing power everywhere. You understand that? That's why you didn't have to get saved. I didn't get saved in the church service. I got saved in my car. How did I get saved in my car? Because there was saving power in my car. I was unsaved, and there was saving power there even though I was unsaved. The power isn't only present where the saved are. The power is present everywhere. Everywhere. That's why you can pray for somebody at a grocery store and they get healed. That's why. Because the power is present everywhere. Understand that? When we understand that, we quit confining miracles and healings and salvations to a location. Why do we confine it to a location, meaning the local churches? Because in the local churches, many times, not every place, certainly, but in places that know how to cooperate with the Holy Ghost, that power is in manifestation. That means because the power of God is present everywhere, that means it's in your home. Amen. It's in your car. Right. It's in your kitchen. Amen. Right. It's in your place of business. That's right. It's in your child's bedroom. Amen. 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 You don't have to wait to come to church. Right. You can receive exactly what you right. need in your kitchen. Right. Amen. Amen. But, although power is present everywhere, it's not in manifestation everywhere. Now Jesus said this in connection when He was talking to Brother Hagen. He said, now that the Holy Ghost is present, power is present everywhere. Now then, I love this statement. He said, there's enough power in every sick room, in every hospital room, to raise up that sick one if they only knew it was present and would give it action. You think of the horrific diseases that men are dealing with, that men are dying with in hospital rooms tonight, that some people are within hours of dying, some are within moments of dying, but what Jesus said is still true. There's still enough power in those sick rooms to raise them up no matter how close they are to death, no matter how close they are to death. You understand that? No matter how far gone their body is, no matter how that disease has devastated the body, there's enough power in every sick room to raise up that sick one. Now see, we've got to quit thinking limitedly toward the power because the power is unlimited. There's enough power in every sick room, in every hospital room, to raise up that sick one. If, if, it's conditional. Uh If they only knew it was present and would give it action. And would two things. You have to know it's present. present. Number two, you have to give it action. It didn't say, if God gives it action. You have to give it action. Think of this. You get to put a demand on power and tell it when to show up. Yes. Amen. Tell it when to manifest. Yes. You're the one that brings it into manifestation. See, we would have thought, no, 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 God does all that. God did everything by making it available. We bring it into manifestation. What's it mean, manifestation? We cause it to move and do a work. Think of that. What a privilege that gives us, but what a responsibility that gives us. I had a phone call from a minister on one occasion, and they had a child that was in could have been quite a serious situation. And they called me and they were in a in the hospital, and the 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 pastor was just saying we're, we're just praying we're praying we're praying and you could hear the grasping you know you can understand the mind starts going on tilt <laughs> and uh, I said wait a minute let me tell you what Jesus said he told the prophet of God there's enough power in every sick room in every hospital room and I told them what I'm telling you I said you don't have to pray and try to get God to move. All you have to do is activate the power that's already there in the room with your child. That's all you have to do. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to do. It's not a risk. You're not having to talk God into movement. That power is there to move. God wants to move by that power. The Holy Ghost wants to raise up. He's not looking for an excuse to keep you on the sick bed. He's not looking to find fault so that you can't receive your healing.
0: good. good. Come on.
1: He's there to bring God's plan into manifestation. But we have to, number one, know it's present and give it action. And so once I talk to them, no, 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 no. You're, 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 you need to change the direction you're praying. You're reaching this way, trying to get God to send something down. You need to reach this way. Draw out what's in you. Draw out what's in that room. I said, there's power in you enough to raise up your child. You do not have to look outside yourself for help to be sent. It's about us becoming skillful and knowing what's in us. Didn't you just say the kingdom of God's within you? Why? Why? So that we had access 24 That's hours right. a day. Yeah. So that we could draw on it anytime we needed it and we're not waiting for God to do something in our yeah. direction. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It, so. yeah. Religion can't stand this or can't understand this statement, but it's true anyway. God goes where faith puts Him.
0: You yeah. right. right. yeah.
1: I mean, understand that? We assign the movement of God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We assign. The movement of God. When we move, when we act in faith, God moves right. at that location. Right. At that location.
0: Right.
1: Amen. Amen. And if we fail to move or operate or speak and live by faith, then God cannot manifest there, although He wants to. That's right.
0: Praise the,
1: Lord. Praise the Lord. So He said this: There's enough power in every sick room, and in every hospital room, to raise up that sick one if they only know it's present and we'll give it action. This power is unseen and unfelt. You don't have to see it. You don't have to feel it to know it's there. Don't say, well, it doesn't seem like it's there. It's there. Why? Because the Holy Ghost has not left the earth. He's still here. As long as He's on this earth, power is here whether you feel it, whether you don't feel it. And what us Word of Faith or full Gospel people can fall into is the trap of waiting for the feeling. Now there may be times we feel it, but we're not, we're not basing our faith on well, whether right. we feel that power or not.
0: Right. Right. Come on. Good.
1: We have to recognize power that is unfelt will still work. That's right. Power that is unseen will still yes. work. Yes. 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 Right. Amen. 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 And people will say, you know, when you minister to him, and he and I, well, I didn't fall. Well, oh. ne- me neither. Yeah. <laughs> It's not fallen that heals you. It's what you believe about the power of God that heals you. Amen? But see, we get, thank God for the times we may feel the presence of God, the anointing of God. We appreciate that, but that has nothing to do with whether or not He's present. right. Amen. You, and it has nothing to do with whether or not we're healed.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Father.
1: <clears throat> Anybody ever gone to the dentist office and they want to take an x-ray? What do they do? They put this weighted apron across your vital organs. Right? Anybody ever had that done? They lay that on there and then they walk out the room. <laughs> They leave you alone in in the room. They go around the corner and they push a button. And then they come back and they take the apron off. You didn't feel anything. You didn't see anything, but they knew something. When I push that button, there's a power. And And they're saying, we don't need that power. We don't need it day after day after day after day with all these patients. You need the power. So we're going to leave you alone in a room with the power. Power that's unseen. Power that's unfelt. Amen. There's a power just naturally that men have accessed. Radioactive power. Radiation power. Unseen, unfelt. But if you're exposed to it unprepared, it'll destroy you. Whether you saw it or not, whether you saw it or not, it'll still do that. Amen. Uh, One time, uh, Brother Copeland had, he had uh, gone to Lima, Peru, and he got back, and he called, and he said, Nancy, I wanted to tell you about a miracle that happened over there. He said, I was in a convention center, and... uh, Uh, They, you know, they had extended meetings there. And he said down the block from the convention center was a hospital. And he said during the day, a woman that was dying of cancer was there in the hospital room and the doctor just so happened to be in her room, he's doing his rounds. And while he's in her room, uh, she started saying to him, I'm burning up. I'm burning up, I'm so hot, I'm on fire, I'm just burning up. And he's watching, her, her, her face is red, her body looks like that her, you know, like she's hot. Mm-hmm. And he had, he checked the place because obviously that cancer, that growth could be felt from the outside. He's checking it and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he examined her. And he said, this can- the cancer's gone. It's not here anymore. Wow, After a short time, they did their examinations. Then they released her. Wow. Wow. Yes. She's leaving the hospital. Her home is in the direction she has to pass in front of the convention center. So she passes by the convention center. And there's a big sign out front that says, you know, uh, there's con- convention is going on. And... Uh, I don't know what their sign said, but it alluded to healing in the sign. So she, it's during the daytime, so she goes in the door, and she goes in the door at the time they're giving the altar call. And she thinks, I need to go down there. So she walks down to the altar and gets saved.
0: Power
1: that was present. Now, when power is present, if you activate it, people can just get within radius. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Just a radius. Yeah.
1: And that power will move in a radius, and I said, Brother Copeland. And then well, Brother Copeland said this, he said, no telling how many other people were raised up that did not come by the convention center. Right. I said, wow. absolutely. Yeah. I said, now Brother Copeland, don't you remember in the days of Maria Wilburth Etter? She would hold tent crusades and on one occasion they had prayed and the power of God was in such manifestation that every, everyone within a 50 mile radius fell out in their homes, on the streets, on the roads, that people were riding in their wagons down the road and would, the power of God, they would hit that radius And the power of God would come on them and they'd fall out and lay by the roadside. And they said that happened in a 50-mile radius from where that tent was. Meaning this, if somebody knows how to strike it, people can just get near. Just get near and get their miracle. That's what happened with the woman in the hospital. She was near enough to the radius of that power. And that power raised her up. It was already present in the room. interesting. We're dealing with something we haven't quite gotten the scope of what it will accomplish. And our role in it. Our role in it. Our role in it. Remember, and I think I quoted it last night, but when the disciples said to Jesus, what must we do that we might work the works of God? So they recognized that men did something. Why did they recognize that? Because Jesus did something. When God goes to perform a healing, a miracle, He doesn't do it apart from man, He involves man. He just doesn't just do it slip-handedly under the table. He does it right on top of the table, brother. He does it right in front, And, and He involves man. And we're called co-labors with yeah. God. Yeah. And the better we know how to labor with Him, the more manifestations yeah. Yeah. we're going to have. Amen. So, Amen. Don't, if something isn't showing up, it's not God's fault. Right. Because the power to cause it to show up is present. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Amen. Yeah. 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 Amen. 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 The power to show, for it to show up is present. Mm-hmm. But we have to cooperate with it. The more skillful we are with it, the more it will come into operation. Yeah. Now see, God's inviting us, and I believe when he said to me, it's time for miracles. God. Now see, uh, when Brother Richard Roberts was with us, he's, is he coming here? Yes, sir. Uh, when he, uh, he was with us, he quoted his dad in one service. And Brother Oral Roberts said this, every day, miracles are coming to you or going past you. Yes. Every day every day. Now this is a man who knew something about the power of God and how to cooperate with it. How is that possible? Because power is always moving. It's always moving. It's always present. Now it can go right past our need or it can stop at our need and meet our need. Well, how do we determine whether or not it stops? Well, God pleases in the power. No, that's not how. He's already sent it. That's right. On the day of Pentecost was him sending yes. the power. Yes. Now we know this. There is a twofold flow of that that power, twofold yes. operation of that yes. power. There's a power in us, and there's a power that comes upon us. Yes. Now the power that's in us is to empower and enable us for everyday living, mm-hmm. to enable us to have the supply and the help and the answers for our own personal lives, our own personal needs then there's a power that comes upon us, and that power is to benefit others. Amen. Amen. Now, the power that's within us doesn't increase. It's not up for increase. You're filled with the Holy Ghost, you see. Uh, But the measure of power that's on us can increase. That's in the direction of others. And this is why you'll see Christians, and ministers alike, some will operate under a greater degree of power than others. Based on how skillful they have become, based on the faith they're releasing, because that power that comes upon can increase. But the power that's resident in the individual doesn't increase. We just need to become skillful with it. Amen. Now, the power that comes upon us if we talk about, well, we want an increased measure, because all of us should say, well, we want that power to increase. We want that measure to grow. Well, how do we cause it to grow? Well, I think the thing is, not be so interested about getting it to grow as we are as interested about using the measure we got. That's
0: right.
1: Smith Wigglesworth, he was invited. There was a woman that was, uh, she was really within hours of dying, and they asked him to come and. Minister to her and pray for her. And uh, he was there, and about six other Christians were there. And they gathered in a circle around her bed. And one by one, they took turns praying. And one prayed, Oh God, comfort the children. And another one prayed, Oh God, give comfort to this husband who's going to be bereaved of a wife. And Wigglesworth is there praying, oh Lord, shut them up. <laughs> shut them up. Why? Because there was power there, but because they didn't know the right thing, they were allowing the wrong thing. They were inviting the wrong thing. So it came to Wigglesworth and he said, right before that he saw the face of Jesus over her bed. And so when it comes to him, he just says, Jesus and he's looking at that face. And he says her, his, the name of Jesus several times and the woman is raised up. She's healed. Now, afterwards, they said to him, how come that she wasn't healed when we prayed? She was raised up when you prayed. And he said this, you prayed looking at the dying woman. I prayed looking at Jesus. When you look at the dying woman you see death. You see no hope. You see no help. You don't access power looking at death. There were more people that over 20 something people that were reported as being raised under his ministry from the dead. And when people would ask him about, because to raise someone from the dead the gift of faith has to go into operation. Just ordinary every day saving faith is not enough to raise someone from that's the right, dead. That's right. So they would ask him about this spirit of faith that would come on him, which is one of the nine gifts of the spirit. So this is separate from the faith you have. It's an additional measure of faith, a different, a, an additional flow of faith. And Smith Wigglesworth said this. He said, when I'm faced with an impossible situation... He said, I send my faith. And he said, I use all the faith I've got toward that direction. And he said, then I run out. Mm -hmm. And he said, when I run out, then another faith comes, the gift of faith, and meets my faith, and the work is done. Now, notice this, when I've used all my faith, Not when I'm just not even half-heartedly right. invested. Mm-hmm. When I'm using all my faith. So how do we increase the measure of faith we have? We need to be using the we- measure we've got, yeah. all of it. Yeah. Right. Yes. Not be so concerned about getting more until yeah. we're no- skillful of using what we've got. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Amen. And God sees that when we're being faithful and diligent and skillful to use what we've got, He'll make sure that the difference is made Amen.
0: up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: amen? Amen. But too many times we're not even aware there's power present. Right Right where we're at, right where our need is at, there's power present to meet that situation. Amen. 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 On the day of Pentecost, the earth got wired with power. The whole earth. This building is wired with power. If we could see behind the walls and behind the ceiling tiles, you'd see all the lines that allow power to be activated in this room through the light fixtures and things. In the spirit realm, the Holy Ghost has wired the earth. The earth is wired with power. Now, naturally speaking, you have a natural power, electrical power, right? And with that electrical power, uh... The power to generate electricity has been here ever since the Earth has been in existence. It didn't just come at the time men created the inventions for light bulbs and stuff. The power for it has been here all along. In in fact, in case to kind of give you a little bit of information, there's enough power just in the atmosphere to run your home. All you have to do is have a certain pole that can conduct it. If everybody could just put that in their yard, but see they don't do that, they build a company you have to pay to make money. But it's in the atmosphere. There's power in the atmosphere. You can generate that power. You ever shocked yourself? You're, you weren't wired, it was just that some power, a measure of it, you see? That, that electrical charge in the atmosphere. So just naturally speaking, the earth is wired with power, electrical power. And so for almost 2,000 years, men were ignorant. So you know what they did? They lit candles. With the power present, with the power present to have electricity flowing in their homes, they're walking around with a candle. How many in the church are walking around? God do something, do something, and they're wired. They're wired. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) But... At some point men like Benjamin Franklin and others started getting interested. And wait a minute, they're watching lightning bolts in the sky and they go, "Now that's power."
0: power.
1: <laughs> now, yeah, can I do something that initiates contact with that or do I just get my the trees get struck with it or the horses get struck or something in a in a, in a lightning storm? But Benjamin Franklin said, I want to know, maybe he got to thinking about his participation with power. And he thought, can I initiate contact with this power? So he sends up a kite, you know the story, puts a key on the string of it. And of course, when he's up in that that electrical storm, he got him some initiating with that, that power was drawn to that metal, the key. And he goes, yeah, there's power there. (laughs) (laughs) So see, he was wanting to initiate contact with that. And then he didn't just leave it at that. He goes, wait a minute. If I can initiate contact with it, can I store it so I don't have to wait for a storm?
0: That's so good
1: and then send it out this is what nothing but electrical plants are stored power sent out on assignment that's all it is men started becoming skillful with just the electrical power that's present that's all it is well on the day of pentecost the earth got wired with divine power divine power not electrical power divine power now it's up to us to be interested enough to say, wait a minute, what do I need to do to initiate contact with this? What can I do to cause it to flow? What can I do to send it on its way to people that need it? Now see, when God said to me, it's time for miracles, He's basically saying, it's it's possible to have an electrical bulb now, Nancy, you can put down the candle. (laughs) That's really what He's saying, if I could say this. There was there was the story of a, of a boy that was in a third world country and he only ever lived in the village, never been to a city, never been to a populated area, and they still had candles, you know, and so he had gone on one occasion to a particular city, and for the first time he saw electrical bulbs, and he was so thrilled to see this, and he took his what little money he had. And he brought an, a light bulb to take it home to his mama so they could have it in their house, so they could have an, electri- an electrical light in their house. Mm. He didn't know, hey, you got to have wiring. Mm. But th- that's what I'm saying is that people, people don't realize that you're wired. Yeah, that's and right. they're just walking around with this bulb.
0: Yeah. You're wired.
1: Do something, that's connect.
0: That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, that's Amen. Yes
1: the earth is wired. At the new birth, you got wired. The Holy Ghost came in and wired you with divine power. Hook it up to the needs of your life. Not only if your power, if you have power and there's a storm and a neighbor comes and says, hey, I don't have power at my house. Do you know that they can bring their devices and hook it up into your right. outlets? And they can get their devices wired on your power? Yeah. Spiritually, the same thing is true. Right. If you know how to access the power of God when others who are in need get around you, they can receive <laughs> Amen. the hook up. Amen. That's right. That's right. Now it's our job to become skillful. Amen. It's our job to rec- recognize there's power. Yeah. Not just, I'm not just trying to get God to send it down. Yeah. Not just trying to get, it's here, it's here. Yeah. What does it say in, Ma- in Acts chapter one, verse eight? Sure. You shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost
0: come upon you.
1: And then we pray, oh God. <laughs> See, we're not being skillful. We don't know like we ought to know. But we're learning. I said we're learning. That means it's wrong to, if you have a device, you know, with grandchildren, they'll come and they'll bring, you know, an iPad or a phone or something, and they come and bring it to church and it's got 3% power. I go, baby, (laughs) why didn't you hook this up before you went to bed last night? Well, I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, but if you don't think about it, you don't get power. You're waiting for mom and daddy to think about it. To hook up the device you play on. And so many Christians are waiting for their pastor to think about something, to hook up so that they can have their need. Think about it. You got just walk over and plug it in, baby. Just plug it in. Don't become a spiritual cripple waiting on somebody to hook you up. Hook up. Hook up. We're not babies. That's
0: That's right. right. That's right. right. right.
1: Amen. (laughs) Jesus said there's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one if they only know it's present. We need to have understanding. We need to have a firm grasp. The power of God is present. And we need to address our needs like power is present.
0: That's good.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen not talk to our needs like they are unsolvable. For every need you have in your life right now, there's power that is available to deal with that need. Every single need in the room, there's power available to meet it. But we have to know it's present, then we have to give it action. So I'm trying to talk you into realizing that it's present. How do we give it action? I was preaching uh, in our church years ago. I've been preaching for weeks about the power of God being present, telling people they don't have to wait to come to church to get their need met. The, the, The thing that thrills a pastor is get your need met with your own faith at home because that shows you're being a good student of what we're putting in you. And that's what pleases us when you come back to church with a testimony. Amen.
0: Amen.
1: Now we're glad to pray for you. We we certainly, absolutely will. But we know we're growing when we're not waiting for someone else to hook up our device. That's good. We're hooking up our own device. And so uh, I was preaching for several weeks that the power of God's present. It's present. Well, I'm getting ready and I'm going to preach another sermon in line with it. And I before I even start preaching, I'm walking from one side of the platform to the other. And out of the out of my mouth are coming these words, let the power fall let the power fall. And I'm walking to this side of the auditorium, I'm saying, and then I walked to this side and I kept saying, let the power fall, let the power fall. And then I'm having a discussion with God and I'm saying, wait a minute, I've been telling them, it's present. Now you're saying, I'm hearing this come out of my spirit, let the power fall. When, when, when was I preaching it wrong? And the past services are right now. <laughs> because I'm conversing with God while I'm saying, let the power fall. I said, I've been preaching, it's present, but now I'm talking about let the power fall. And the Holy Ghost gave me this in a moment, just in a fraction of a time. He said, just like at a child's birthday party that might have a pinata. He said, in that pinata are treats, candy, anything that the children may want for a gift and a treat or something. And it's in the room in that pinata but just because it's in the room doesn't mean that anybody's getting any of it. It's still contained. It's got to be flowing. It's got to be opened so that what's in that pinata can come out and be gathered up by the children. He said it's the same thing. The power of God is present. He said you're right in preaching that it's present but he said just because it's present doesn't mean it's flowing. It doesn't mean it has fallen into the needs of the people and he said just like that pinata will stay self-contained until someone strikes it. The power that's present stays contained until someone strikes it. And he said with that piñata a child will take a stick and they'll hit that thing and if they hit it just right it will open that, that figure up and everything will fall out and it's not only the one who struck it that can gather up. Everybody in the room, everybody everybody in a radius, everybody can reach down and gather it up whether they're the ones that opened it up or or not. And he said, it's the same thing with the power of God. He said, words of faith are the stick that strikes the power of God. That when you speak words of faith, that it will strike the power that is present and that power will begin to flow. Every time, now note this, every time you release your faith, power always flows. If you are in home and you release your faith, at that moment power power. always flows. It has to because something struck it. Amen. 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 When a house is properly wired and you can go over, you can have a child to go over and flip the electrical switch and it will always turn on. Always. It doesn't matter how how mature of a person you are. It doesn't matter how long, how tall you are or how educated you are or how long you've been saved, whoever flips the switch, the power will always meet that faith, always. You have to know this, every time you release your faith, power always flows, always, always, always. And you need to brand that somewhere in your spirit. When I pray and release my faith, power always flows. Whether I see it or whether I feel it has nothing to do with it. It always flows. Always. When hands are laid on you in a ministry line and they release their faith and you release your faith, power always flows whether your body feels any different or not. Power always flows. Now the problem is, some people can walk over, turn on the light switch, and then walk back over five seconds later and turn it back off and be in the dark again. Once, you, once that power's flowing, don't say something that's going to stop the power from flowing. Don't think in a way that's going to stop the power from flowing. Years ago, there was a, uh, a gal in our church that she came because she was in a relationship with someone. Well, that relationship, she wanted it to become, you know, marriage, and they didn't, and they broke it off, and so she was hurt, so she was going to leave the church, but she didn't come to the church for the church, she came to the church for the person, you know. And you understand that, that's how they got introduced to the church is through that relationship. And so, because when that person broke up with her, they said, well, I'm leaving the church. The only thing is right before, about a month before the, the relationship broke up, she got diagnosed with cancer. She's in her mid-30s, she's got two young children. And uh, so she is offended at this person that broke off with her. So she's gonna leave the church and I called her and I said, no, honey, I, I said, I'm gonna tell you something. I know you came to the church for that person. I understand that. But now that you're here, you need to stay for a different reason. I said, you have cancer. You need to stay for the reason of health. And I said, I hate for you to leave the place where you can get help just because right. you're offended with a person. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically she told me in so many words, don't call her back, so I didn't. And she, you know, because she was more, more aware of mm. her hurt mm-hmm. than of her need for healing. Mm. So uh, a year and a half later, she comes back through the doors of the church. Her body is devastated, eaten up with cancer. It's in every organ. She's nothing but a skeleton of a person. Now she's coming back and she's wanting to have, you know, faith put in her. And the thing is, is that when you're suffering, it's very difficult to put down what you feel to let the faith get into your heart because your body can feel so much it can't get past what you're feeling. And so, you know, I sensed she's going to die. Now, if she would have stayed... Could I have helped her? Could God have helped her? Well, I could have made more progress in her going. I don't know if we would have ultimately helped her, but at least we could have had an opportunity. And so uh, I just sensed she was going to die. And I said to God, I said, we were having daily prayer, and I said to God, I said, Now, God, I sense in my spirit she's going to die. But I know this, sometimes things can change. And I said, If I can play a role and something being changed. I want to play that role. You know, when uh, the prophet was told, go tell King Hezekiah, set his house in order, you're going to die. Right. God was That's not right. sentencing the king to death. He was saying, the way you're going, right. it's going to end up in death. That's
0: right.
1: God was not sentencing him to death. He was telling him, this is the road you're on. Right. Yeah. So before the prophet ever got out of the courtyard, the word of the Lord came to him again. Now who as the prophet wants to go tell the king, set your house in order, you're going to die. No prophet wants to do that, but you do it. And then before you're out of the courtyard, the word of the Lord comes back and says, I'm going to give you 15 years and you go, I sure hope I was right in what I'm saying because now I'm going back and changing. No, it's not that God changed His word, it's the man changed. Right. God didn't change His word. The man changed. And when the man changed, God says, okay, now you've changed your future. So I'm trying to say this, because Hezekiah didn't set his house in order. He turned his face to the wall and repented, called out to God. And when he made a change inside, now God could do something more. So this is why I said, not everything has to stay the way it is. Sometimes things can change. So don't don't ever sentence someone to the direction they're going. So I said, God, if this can be changed, I said, I want to pray and do any part I might can have in changing this. And so uh, while I was praying, I've been praying about 20 minutes in the spirit. And while I'm praying, I have a vision. And in this vision, I see her sitting in a chair just like one of these. And coming up out of the floor right behind the chair are two pipes side by side, just like this, side by side, about half an inch three-quarters of an inch round. And they're just coming up out of the floor, they do just like this. They come straight up, and at the very back of the bottom of the chair, they bend, just like an elbow bend. And it attaches to the bottom of the back of her chair. And she's sitting there. And I realize in the vision that that's a sign power is flowing to her. Mm. Power is flowing. See, there's some... Uh, conduit there. That power is flowing through. Pipeline, so to speak. That power is flowing through. She's sitting in the right chair where power is. See, it matters where you sit. Is there power flowing in the church you attend? That's why you have to attend the right church. Because all those powers present, it's not always flowing. Not always in manifestation. So in this vision, I see her sitting there. And I see that there's power flowing to her. But in the vision, I see her lean forward, take the first uh, finger of each hand, reach behind her and cram the fingers into that pipeline, clogging up. And God said, see, the power's flowing, but it's not reaching her, you're making power available, but she's doing something. Mm -hmm. What is it? Probably wrong thinking. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but he didn't say. Mm -hmm. But possibly wrong thinking. See, when you haven't been taught faith and all of a sudden you're thrown in, to where you need a miracle and you have no foundation of faith in you, this stuff is like a foreign language to you. And so in this vision, I saw her take these first fingers and cram them in that pipe and the power, although it's flowing, it can't reach her. And I knew she's going to die. I can't change it. And she did. You see, what I'm saying is, this is part of learning the skill of power. You've got to get the people that are present to be recipients of it, you see. But what was he showing me? You're making power available. Power is flowing. What did I say? Every time you release your faith, power Power. always Always. flows. The thing is, keep faith on so power can keep flowing. You can't be in faith one day and in one, in reasoning the next day yeah. you've got to stay yeah. in faith yeah. every day yeah. to keep the power yeah. flowing yeah. Yeah. until the work is accomplished yeah. 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 well how long will it take for the work to be accomplished I don't know just keep it flowing yeah. till it's accomplished yeah. 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 you can receive power and then you can shut off the power yeah. that's what that's what uh, Peter did Jesus came walking on the water and Peter said that you bid me come and he said come and he got out of the boat and started walking. Why? As long as he did what Jesus said, what did Jesus say? Come. And then when he stopped coming, he started sinking. He stopped doing what Jesus said. What did he do? He stopped and he looked around at the circumstances. They were, those circumstances were there when he was yes, in the boat. Right. Those circumstances yes. were there when he yes, put himself right. over yes. the edge of the boat. Yes. But all of a sudden, he quit coming and he started sinking. What's that, what's that mean? He quit using his faith. As long as we're using our faith, we keep walking on that yes. miracle. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. I said Hallelujah. hallelujah. The words of faith are a match Mm -hmm. to the power of God. If you have a keg of gunpowder, you put a match to it. See, there's power uh, possible in that gunpowder, but not until it's activated by something. And so a match activates when you lay that next to that gunpowder, It sets off that gunpowder, now you have an explosion. The power of God, if I could say this, is a keg of power. And in that is healing power, miracle power, delivering power, and our words of faith are the match that sets it off. And it won't do any good to have a match and not light it. You got to, you got to hook it up, amen? Several years ago, uh, our family was over in Maui. We were preaching over in Maui and uh, Morgan and Grant and Stephen were with us. We didn't have any grandkids at the time, but they were with us and uh, we were on the side of the island that a storm came and all the power went off. Our hotel didn't have power four days. This girl doesn't like cold cut sandwiches, but that's all we have for days, because they couldn't cook anything. So the hotel, and it's a, you know a, an exclusive hotel, beautiful resort, but they said, all we can do is provide cold cuts, you know, that's it. And so we can't cook anything. And uh, they had generators just enough to run some bare minimums so that they could keep the refrigerators going or whatever. And we, they said, we can provide you with cold cuts. So that's all it was for days. And the kids were just about to twist. Well, see, I'm raised in, in Oklahoma. I know what to do with no power. Some of us, uh, we know what to do when there's no power. We know that life doesn't stop. Right? Remember the television that only had three channels with an antenna on the to top? Of the house, yes. one person watching the TV, yes. one at the door, and one on top of the roof yes. turning the antenna the certain direction. Yes. You go, no, 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 turn it, no, 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 turn it back, no, no. Anybody remember those days? Well, my kids had never had the privilege of no power. So they didn't know what to do and no power. They were just beside themselves. Their, their iPads wouldn't charge and their phones wouldn't charge. and They couldn't get on any game devices. I mean, they were just, oh, we don't know what to do. I said, oh, my gosh, you might have to talk to us. You just might have to talk to us. <laughs> wouldn't that be horrendous? (laughs) (laughs) But they were just beside themselves and Ed and I were just laughing enjoying their uncomfortableness (laughs) at no power. (laughs) Thank God I had short hair then because I had no power, you know. And uh, when we went to church, the side of the church that the island was on, there was that side that had power. Mm. (laughs) So when you went to church, you could look at people. And no, well, side of the island they had just come from. Because some people that came from our side of the island looked like you had no power. You looked like. Your life looked like no power. The hair looked like you had no power. The wrinkled clothes looked like you had no power. The expression on your face looked like you had no power. And you can tell the side that did have power, they're just sitting there acting like everything's just great and fully fed and everything else, you know. Pastors can look at the lives of the sheep and see who's been accessing power. And people who know the word can look at our lives and know whether you've been accessing the power that's available to you or not. I don't want my life to scream, no power, power outage. Chewed up cord. (laughs) (laughs) Doubt and unbelief, chewing on your cord, breaking up the flow. (laughs) Yeah. I would have to say this, power makes life better. Power makes life better. God knows that. Power makes life better. That's why He wired the earth and us with power to make life better. The power is not just to make our life better, but it's to make others' lives better. That once everything in our life is hooked up and running and running on full, then we can access our outlets our faith outlets for somebody else to plug in. Amen. 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 Amen and receive help from our power flow. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Every day, every day, I turn on a hair dryer every day. Every day. There's a switch on there, you know? All I have to do is turn it on. Every day I turn it on. Why? Because I want what's on the hairdryer the capability to benefit my head.
0: <laughs>
1: it won't do any good to have a hairdryer never turn it on and then gripe that your hair looks well, bad. Right. If you don't want it looking bad, turn on the power. Don't complain about life. Don't complain when there's power and you won't flip the switch. Now, when I pick up that hair dryer, it never automatically comes on. That, it's like, if I, if that hair dryer could talk and I could talk to it say, you know I need you, you know I turn you on every day, why don't you just turn on and operate? Why don't you just be on? But yet people do that with God all the time. You know I have a need. You know I need money. You know I need healing. Why don't you heal me? It's the exact same mentality. We accuse God of not caring when it's because we haven't flipped the switch to the power that is present and available. And then accuse God of not doing something when it's our responsibility to be responsible toward that power that He has made ours that will always work if it's turned on.
0: It's
1: conditional. The flow of it's conditional. Will you turn it on? This is what Paul said, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but that your faith should stand in the power of God. Yes. Yes. We need to have this as part of our spiritual understanding. I believe in the power of God. Yes. I believe yes. in the yes. power of God. The power of God can do what nothing that my mind can figure out That's right. can do. My, my father has wired me with power. He's wired my life, my finances, my health is wired with power because the greater one's in me. Now I flip the switch and if it's not flowing, it's my fault. And if it's not flowing, it's because I'm waiting to feel something. I don't care whether I feel something or not. The moment I release my faith, power always flows. As soon as I turn on the hair dryer, I don't flip it on, leave it on for five seconds and say, why didn't my hair dry? (laughs) I give it time to do its work. This is where people miss it. They want to flip the power on and if it doesn't immediately happen, this stuff doesn't work. Yeah, leave it on long enough for it to accomplish the work. You got to not just turn the flip the switch of fla- flap on. <laughs> don't just don't, don't don't just leave that flap switch on the wall unaccessed. No, you got to flip that faith switch. There you go. Yes, that's
0: right. That's right. Right. right? Amen.
1: And then accuse God of not doing. Right. Accuse God of not taking care of us. You see. time for miracles. I said, it's time for miracles. Are we waiting for God to send it? No. No. We're becoming skillful, knowledgeable and skillful at our work work. toward God's power. What is our work? The work of believing, the work of faith, the work of saying, the work of keeping the switch of faith turned on. Amen? Amen. Stand with me to your feet tonight.